Grace, peace, and mercy is yours from the triune God. Amen. Uh, So I wasn't very good as a teenager at paying attention during church. This week, as the snow fell on Denver, a memory from a winter church retreat suddenly came to me, something I'd not thought of for 25 years. We were at a retreat center, and it was snowing outside, and we kids were all sitting on the cold floor listening to the speaker. I remember staring out at the beautiful snowfall while the right side of my face was warmed by the fire next to me. The youth minister paced back and forth holding an open Bible in one hand, its soft leather cover draping over each side of his hand like a rag, his wet boots leaving dark prints on the wood floor. The reason I remember all these details so well is because I had basically stopped listening to what he was actually saying soon after he started. Because his main point was this. His main point was about how God was waiting to see if we were grateful enough about Jesus' crucifixion that we would start living in a really particular way. That is to say, waiting to see if we did not use swear words or lie about anything or listen to rock music or have any kind of sexual inclination before we were married to someone of the opposite sex. If we were always cheerful and never drank alcohol or were snarky, then we would be, or were snarky, then we would become worthy of God's favor. How would you be living, the man with the floppy Bible and wet boots asked us. How would you be living if you really believed? I believed, at least I think I believed, and I just never seemed to be able to make myself into something worthy of God's favor. Perhaps if I had a personality more naturally predisposed toward clean living and clean speaking and clean thinking, I could have pulled it off. But as it was, I was just me and all the guilt tripping in the world never seemed to change that. So instead, I paid attention to the snow and the warmth on my cheek. I tuned out the youth minister in wet boots preaching to me about how my life should look because I just couldn't say yes to what seemed like God's conditional maybe toward me. I mention this this week because I was watching the snowfall around Denver, and I was reminded of this and kept thinking about Mary. And I kept thinking about the yes she gave to the angel that night who visited her. Anyone who knows me knows, can tell you I'm really big on Mary. One of my favorite things about Jesus has always been his mom. (laughs) She carried God in her womb. She's the only girl we ever see in nativity sets. Next week, we will hear about this completely amazing song she sings about overturning the social order. She's beautiful. She is the queen of heaven. She is blessed among women. But what the text seems silent on is what exactly she did to earn God's favor. We have no idea what Mary was like before this night the angel visited her. This night she said yes. But here's what I'm thinking. I seriously doubt that she made herself into a girl which God could favor because she took the advice of her youth rabbi and lived the way she should. I think God looked upon her with favor Because it's God's nature to look upon young peasant girls 
and prostitutes and tax collectors and adulterous kings and lawyers and fishermen with favor. Because God's just like that. Read the book. (laughs) When we think about the Annunciation, the scene between the angel and Mary and how she is the girl who said yes, We think of what faith it took for her to believe that crazy thing that the Holy Spirit would knock her up and that her son, the illegitimate son of a peasant girl, would have a throne and a kingdom. But this week I started to wonder, were I in her place, which would be harder for me to believe, that part or the part where the angel said, I had found favor with God? If an angel came to me and said, greetings, favored one, I'd be like, oh, you've got the wrong girl. (laughs) There's no way I would trust that that angel meant what he was saying. But here's where Mary had some real chops. Mary trusted this word from God. And maybe that is what made her favored. Because we may feel more comfortable with the idea that we can live a life that can make us worthy of God's favor, but God's word is so much more powerful than our ability to become worthy of God. I mean, not for nothing, but if God can create the universe through speaking it into existence, I think God can make us into God's beloved by simply saying it so. This, it seems to me, is an overlooked miracle of the Annunciation. An angel came from God to a town called Nazareth, to a woman whose name was Mary. The angel said to her, Rejoice, O highly favored, for God is with you. And her soul felt its worth. And every other competing word fell silent. One of the amazing things about this story of the girl who trusted God's word was that she surely had to tune out a lot of other messages in order to say, let it be with me according to this word. I cannot speak of the worthiness of Mary before that night the angel visited her. But what I know is that she is a truster of God's word. Knowing what little I do about the Bible and about how God chooses to operate and who God chooses to operate through, I have to say that I think it was God's word to her that she was worthy that made her indeed be worthy. Her response to the angel was not, I will do everything in my power to be who God wants me to be. It was, let it be with me according to God's word. I trust that I am who God says that I am. Here's where I want to take a page from Mary's prayer book. Let me be what your word has claimed me to be. Let me become what you have said I am. Your word, O God, and not the word of the school system or the word of my bank statement or the word of my family, or the word of society, or the word of the media. But your word, O God, let this be what defines me. I will allow you alone to determine my worth. A couple weeks ago, Steve Ludwig said something that took me a minute to wrap my head around. 
We were talking about the idea that Christ conquered death and that for us death has no sting. And Steve said, man, I wonder what my living would look like if I really, really believed this. How would my life be different if I was not scared? If I really believed that I'm fully and totally loved by God, then he said, no wonder we have liturgy and Eucharist every week. I have to hear this at least that often. In other words, don't be like me when I was a teenager. Pay attention in church. (laughs) Listen for God's word. Because this question Steve asked about how would my living look different if I was not afraid and really believed I was loved is totally different than the guilt-inducing question, what would your life look like if you felt sufficiently bad about Jesus having to die that you made yourself sufficiently good enough to be worthy of God's favor? Different question. When I say this, when I say that perhaps we should let it be with us according to God's word, to be clear... This is not some Pollyanna, high self-esteem, positive thinking BS. To let it be with us according to God's word is not us trying to always remember a nice thought like Jesus loves me, something so abstracted that it frankly can feel meaningless in the face of actual life. No, brothers and sisters, when I say word of God, I mean God's address to us. God's creating, redeeming, sustaining address to us that makes a claim on our lives. I mean God's yes. We're used to conditional maybes. But the faith of Advent calls us into saying yes to God's yes. A yes that created all that is. A yes that underlies all of love. A yes that addressed a girl 2,000 years ago who dared to let it be with her according to God's word. A yes that walked among us full of grace and truth and who died and on the third day rose again. A yes that is offered to you in bread and wine every week so that you can become what you are receiving. It is God's yes towards you and all that is that continues to define you and animate your lives and indeed animate all of creation. So when you're trying to decide what to listen to, tune out the static of other claims so that it may be with you only according to God's word. Because you are who God says you are. So may your soul feel its worth. Amen.